This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Dave Mustaine appeared on Joe Rogan's show this week. Sparks immediately flew. There hasn't been such instant chemistry since Vince Neil met those abdominal electrodes. Our IPA livecast starts now. Welcome, welcome. We have more chemistry than Vince Steele and, and those electrodes, so that's good. It's a low bar. Oh, I guess, I guess that was Shannon's joke. Yes. The electrodes, or is, is Dave the electrodes, or is Rogan the electrodes? Uh, let's say Rogan is the electrodes and Vince Neil is Dave. That kind of matches up, because Dave and Vince have kind of the same intensity level yeah. nowadays. <laughs> and and Joe Rogan's like the the spark of idiotic energy, which yes. is what those electrodes kind of are too. Yes. I think Joe Rogan gets kind of a bad rap. He's not that bad. He's not as bad as people make him out to be. I I I would agree with that, but I also think he's a dumb guy. I think he's a really dumb guy. So last he, week Rob he, defends George W. Bush. This week Rob's caping. I think I think Rogan. Joe Rogan's problem is he thinks he knows more than he does. Agreed. Uh, He's and also not so, funny. Well, I he's mean, doing a show where I don't think it relies on him being as funny yeah, as, he, yeah. as his previous career. I will I will say this in defense of Rob. I don't think Rob was saying Joe Rogan's a good guy. I think he's mm. saying the critiques of Joe Rogan are not really valid a lot of the time, which I would agree with. Doesn't mean I like his show. Doesn't yeah, mean I, like I, I don't. I'm not a regular listener. I... The reason we're bringing up Joe Rogan is Dave Mustaine was on this week, and we're going to recap some some moments worth recapping in, in just a few minutes. And one thing that I did for the show is I suffered for your entertainment, <laughs> and I listened to Thank three you. hours of these guys talking. Whew. Well, to be fair, too, I, I haven't listened to the last half hour yet. I couldn't get through it. But, but like the last, you did the yeoman the work. Last, the last hour or so is pretty. It's pretty much like who cares? Like at this point, it's just two guys, you know, shooting the shit. Uh, but I have listened to episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast before. I think the the one that immediately sent out to me is when he had Bernie on a show, Bernie Sanders, and I thought that was a really interesting episode, and I thought he was a good interviewer and in general i think he is a good interviewer on show like he's had some some guys on to talk about like mushrooms and so like like topics that might interest me not i'm not listening to when he has the more right like milo yiannopoulos or whatever like i i, I don't give a shit about that See, i would think that Alex would very Brent. much interest you why because he's your it's strongly against those opinions like, mm, no I, I don't i don't like i don't it's not it's not even interesting it's it's just i i think that guy's just a troll uh or like alex jones i don't have the the energy right. to care but he has um, other right wingers on that aren't trolls that sincerely believe in their shitty ideology but i think he pokes yeah but i think he pushes them. back at them yeah exactly uh and and he has a, he has not as many but he does have people on the left on as well and so uh and i feel like the thing about joe rogan unlike other uh more concerned like right-wing based uh people uh and rogan certainly has views that are left-wing right-wing but i feel like you could actually have a conversation with him and convince him of a viewpoint as it was with a lot of right-wingers there's no convincing them. well i you think know, that's or, also a good and a bad thing about joe rogan because just like donald trump i think the 
thing he heard in the last 48 hours is the most important thing in the world. And then yes. it evaporates from his brain in the next 48. Hours. That is what is so, that is the thing I, I, I honestly that kind of bo- bothers me about bothers is a strong word that I don't necessarily enjoy about him is he is a know it all. Uh, but he doesn't know anything <laughs> or, or uh, like, but what's interesting now is because he's been accused of spreading disinformation and, and all this stuff, whenever he brings up a, a, a point of a, like a know-it-all type point, he immediately turns to his producer to Google it, to make sure he's saying it accurately because he's tired of people ragging on him. So everything is on the spot fact-checked. Well, let's also now, just say, if you, which if is you're different than for, previously. If you're looking for factual information, probably not a fan of the Joe Rogan show. Like, I don't think that's what, not that any, right. not, right. not that it means that he's lying about everything, but I mean, yeah. well, why you, if that's what you care about, this is like a the, the exact wrong show for you. Yes. And I guess a lot of criticism, there's a lot of criticism that, because he had, anti-vax people on he he was you know all that stuff and look i mean i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna get into that that's neither here nor there for me uh but i don't think it's his fault uh, that that people aren't vaccinated you know like just talk to somebody who's not gonna i mean he hasn't helped the cause hasn't helped what cause getting people vaccinated why why does he why is that his responsibility though well, why is it his responsibility to put out shit that prevents people from getting vaccinated? Why is that? He, he doesn't find it as a responsibility. I think it's just he's just talking to people he finds interesting and he wants to see this uh, alternate perspective that isn't uh, delivered in, in mainstream news. I don't agree. I, again, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can see uh, why he does. Like, I'm not, you know, he hangs out with fucking Jordan Peterson. Like, I'm not, I'm not listening. Like, no, thank you. But anyway. Now, now that I've gotten that out of the way, and now that our fans think less of me, I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to they don't think any less of you, Rob. Well, again, right. we're, already, we're already at zero. Yeah, we're already at zero. I get it. So you got my joke. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So I want to. There's a. There's. I'm going to jump around because there's some part I like. I don't know. Like some of these moments, it could get a little. Uh, tedious so i'm gonna like i, I so can't I, believe that's true with these two, <laughs> men, these two men so instead of instead of going in sequential order i'm just gonna go in the order of like the most juicy clips first and then if if we're still not sick of it go through the more mundane mustade <laughs> mundane mustade that's the episode title thank yeah. you Done. Uh, lock it up all right so let's so this is the first name drop of 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 the of the of the day and the thing is these two really did have instant chemistry hold on i have Uh, the clip here that was weird that he threw that out there (laughs) yeah that was the first name drop uh these guys have instant chemistry rogan uh is the chemistry cialis (laughs) promo code rogan (laughs) all right here we go and I, and I thought, I just learned that last week. You know, so it was really cool to see this stuff applied in this uh, almost, you know, like fight to the death kumite. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know how many people know what kumite means. 
Uh, I'm so very smart. People that don't know what that means, it's a death match. So it's um, a death match. I know there's going to be you. some people out there that. Yes, I saw Bloodsport too. Means. I Thank think you. the word the red Kumite sash. Is- <laughs> I knew that when I was 11. Well, oh, well, well, here's what's so great is that uh, Joe Rogan, as we said, pushes back on him. (laughs) The death Kumite. Technically, it's not. I I mean, I don't know how many people know what Kumite means. So, for people that don't know what that means, it's a death match. So, um, wrong. I know there's going to be some people out there that aren't going to know exactly what that means. I think the word red sash just means sparring. Yeah, it's just (laughs) fighting. The the red sash. uh, Whoops. when they do, what is what is the word when they go? I'll walk uh, it back. There you go. Two guys go, one comes back. That's a death match. Do they have those? <laughs> I think that's called grinder. Those? I'm sure people have had. That. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm do. sure over the of course, course of do. history, people have decided to to karate fight to the death. Absolutely, I'm sure they did. Yeah, they but I to. think the word Look at him rolling his eyes. I, I think love it just that. means fighting. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's what I was asking you. Google that. Ah, wait, yeah, he was asking what. He was not asked. Well, he did he say, was... I think it means deathmatch. He, he wasn't certain. Well, no, he sounded very good. It means deathmatch. Then he took a step back when Rogan That's was like, That's a mm. Japanese word. I came from a Korean martial art background originally. If there's one thing that Joe that Rogan will it. push back on, it's MMA terms. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> real. Here. Martial arts, freestyle fighting. Yeah, you're so right, sparring. Rob. He Googles yeah, everything now. He doesn't okay. want to yeah, fucking uh, get shut down by the U.S. government again. Literally every at stake. Yeah, every three minutes he's Googling. See? Are we sure this isn't Ken Shamrock? <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> aged Japanese into Ken term. Shamrock. It's very no, disturbing. No, he looks way worse. He looks way this isn't even this is like a flattering view of him. I I I was passing I saw the most recent UFC event, and he, you know, at the end of every match he goes in to interview the winner. He looked terrible. He looked really? terrible. He looked like a, a a dried like uh bean or something like but that. But how what does Ken Shamrock look like now? He probably looks terrible. We'll look too. him up in a second. I think he looks like Ken Shamrock mixed man. with Kurt Angle a little bit. Okay. Okay. More Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> I'd heard of That'd be a good time. name for yeah. a band. Yeah. Karate Deathmatch. He oh, looks so on. bad he should do a, a rant on what Lizzo looks like. That's oh no. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> what, get that website. What did what year did you start martial arts? I was 12. Wow. <laughs> That's when I started Kumite, <laughs> which is sparring. I bet you didn't know that. Which Joe. is death. I had a death match when I was 12. <laughs> Look at the freeze frame right now. He looks like Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Kumite. It'd be funny if he goes off on Kumite saying that it's sparring now after he just learned that from Joe Rogan. <laughs> he probably does. Like three minutes past and he forgets where he was in the conversation. I don't know if you know this. I used to spar. It's an activity called Kumite. <laughs> Jerk. You have a black belt in karate, right? Mm-hmm. You have a black belt in what else? In Taekwondo. In Taekwondo. Yeah, and you have a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. That's, that's I have a, a black very belt in knowing what words that. mean. That's really amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to be really smart and stay out of a lot of trouble too. And 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 that was one of the yeah, things who, many I managed me to be really smart. Started working. <laughs> Put well, that on his tombstone. You know, that room is the smartest team. guy. So yeah. <laughs> let's see what a sensei told him. Purple belt in jujitsu. Yeah. That's that's a very impressive resume. That's really amazing. Yeah, I I managed to be really smart and stay out of a lot of trouble too. And 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 that was one of the things that Cincy Vinny told me when when we first started working together was you know the guys coming down the street and he doesn't look like he's your friend change sides of the street if he changes sides of the street turn around 
you know, I, I, I don't go looking for trouble anymore. There was a period in my life where, you know, that kind of uh, people, uh, those kind of people, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff was, you know, go out, get drunk. It's funny to me that he says he doesn't go looking for trouble, yet he's constantly yelling at people. <laughs> I just tell no. the African woman to put plugs in their vaginas. <laughs> but he does it from the safety of the stage or from home. Yeah. He's not out in the streets looking for trouble where somebody might actually, you know, hit him. Hey, Joe, I don't know if you know what the word sensei means. It's actually <laughs> the guy that takes his penis out in the room when nobody's around. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, can we Google that? And I think it means teacher. <laughs> pull up, pull up the Google. No, I'm pretty sure. Me. <laughs> right, let's hear a little more. Cause some problems. We live down in Huntington Beach, and you know, all the surf kids who go down there and fight people from another neighborhood or another school or something stupid like that. But a lot of tough guys came from Huntington Beach. That's where I, Tank Abbott came from. Oh That's my God, a Tank Abbott reference. Huntington Beach. Yeah. A lot of guys. Yeah. Every Joe Rogan show I has a mandatory didn't. Tank Abbott. <laughs> He's one of the sponsors. He's promoting his new podcast, the Abbott Cast. <laughs> Polo. He was uh, uh, one of the. I love the way he says Polo. School or something stupid like that. But Polo tough guys came from Huntington Beach. That's where Tank Abbott came from. Whoa, that's Tito, one. Uh, Tito Ortiz came oh, from Huntington Beach. Yeah. That's say, I went back. Yeah. There was a guy there when I went to high school there named Polo. Two. He was uh, Polo. Polo. Marco. Polo. Yeah, that's right. We always used to look for him by the pool, but he'd never show up. He used to carry a big mallet around, <laughs> riding a horse everywhere. <laughs> Uh, one of a bunch of Samoans that were down there. And I <laughs> remember it was at a kegger party one night and, and some guy hit him right in the face with a crowbar and he did not move. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, it was one of those, you know, those hexagonal crowbars, you know. Oh, Jesus. It, it wasn't like a like a tire. There you go. He's he's furthering the Samoan stereotype. Yes. That they had <laughs> well, he knows from re- real experience. Real experience that it's true. Yeah. Dave what are the odds the... that Dave was the guy that hit this dude yeah. with the crowbar? He was out looking for trouble. I gave it all I had. He just stood there. <laughs> I never should have tried to headbutt him with my Kumite training. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now Dave talks about uh, the music he listened to as a kid. You were into like, What did you listen to? When I was 13, I had a very limited musical uh, um library my sisters listened to a lot of motown my brother-in-laws listened to a lot of the uh uh pop stuff that was in america at the time frankie valley and and you know paul revere and the raiders yeah, and stuff this is when i'm just a little kid so right. it's, it's just a little kid union gap and, you frankie know, valley. all those my grandmother liked frankie um and it wasn't until I'm my old. youngest sister who's uh, a little bit older than me started dating um that I got exposed to a little bit harder music, and and that started with a little bit of Perry Como, uh, Deep Purple, and then uh, <laughs> I like it. it seems like he was like almost pimping his sister out just so he could get better musical and, taste and from the guy she was banging. <laughs> like he was waiting for her to start fucking cool guys so he could get cool. Come on, take those panties off. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hang out with the cool kids? <laughs> we didn't have any streaming back then. <laughs> Rob, is this how you kept your finger on the pulse of what was cool when you were younger? You just asked the guys that were banging your younger sister what they listened to? Anyway, let's go back. (laughs) I had to wait until my sister got boinked before I could hear Deep Purple. There was no Sam Goody where I lived. (laughs) That's how Rob got into Stained. Oh, 
and got stained. Oh no, Rob, get out! Oh no, I shared a bedroom. Oh, that's we right. Did. No, Rob, we, did. we had a bunk bed. <laughs> she put the very, scrunchie very on rich. the doorknob. That meant stay out. You got two forms of stained all in one shot. <laughs> Too far. Yeah. Her music and and that started with a little bit of uh, deep purple and then uh, Mata Hoople. And a little bit of some David Bowie, and then oh, who cares? We discovered Kiss and, <laughs> and Ted Nugent. Yeah, uh, the other one was uh, Kiss, Ted Nugent. Who was the other band back then? Led Zeppelin. Those three. Yeah, he had to think. He had to search for Led Zeppelin. And so when you <laughs> first started, Led something. Joe, can you Google that? <laughs> Led some, something with a C. Are were you taking any lessons? Or were you trying to learn on your own? I'm self-taught, so oh. I... I uh, oh, look, it's got the Jack you know, Benny pose. The Very erudite. Uh, He's his own sensei. I even tried yeah. it again you know, a few years Taught ago. Taught myself kumite. I'm <laughs> autodidactic. <laughs> the guy that was trying to explain it to me, uh, he made it more confusing for me than, <laughs> than you know, going into it. So, I mean... All right, now let's move on to Dave talking about drugs. Oh, no. Great topic. What would he know the about that? Influence <laughs> of drugs and alcohol in the early days versus now. Well, I think, he, I think uh, Rogan was very fascinated about drug use in the eighties. He kept coming back to this, and like it was funny because Mustaine obviously doesn't really want to talk about this stuff. But well, I, I give him so much credit to Rogan here. He really prodded Mustaine to open up about things that he typically avoids discussing. It's also the only time Dave Mustaine was interesting in his life. I feel like <laughs> was when he was doing drugs, he made great music. He was a, kind of like a, a, a pseudo celebrity. I mean, he was in crossing over slightly into mainstream yeah. television, MTV. And but now he doesn't want to acknowledge that he peaked that long ago. Yeah, that's true too. Or that it was because of drugs. Yeah, he wants to think that right now is the most interesting version of Dave. Well, I got bad news for him. <laughs> Well, for us, <laughs> sure. In the early days in the music business, uh, first off, the drugs weren't as strong, and uh, oh. you know they didn't have uh, what? Like for example, wait a minute, wait a minute. The drugs were, weren't as strong in the eighties as they I are think now. He's talking about maybe pot. The pot is stronger now. Is that that's true? The only thing. Oh well, absolutely true. Uh, but that's the only thing that is stronger now, though. <laughs> that is, that the, the like the coke isn't stronger. <laughs> it's probably less. It's more dangerous the, now. Golden age well, yeah, of the, coke. The, doesn't that mean it's stronger? Loose? If it's more dangerous, no, it's because it no, because it's laced with uh, fentanyl. The, the danger is in what it's. Well, laced he doesn't with. know that. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> you don't think he still uh, dabbles? Four brain cells left in this, splitting up sides and fighting. <laughs> They're in the kumite with each other. <laughs> kumite, kumite, <laughs> brain cell kumite. <laughs> Days versus now. Well, I think I think in the early days of the music business, uh, first off, the drugs weren't as strong, and um, you know they didn't have uh, like, for example, something as simple as herb. You know the the marijuana that that I used to smoke when I was a kid versus what. First of all. I love how he says herb. <laughs> oh, did he? He was almost. He just. He just said it. Herb. I thought he said marijuana. I heard marijuana right before. Hold on, let's go back. Well, I think. I think in the early days of the music business, uh, first off, the drugs weren't as strong, and um, you know they didn't have, uh, like for example, something as simple as herb. Oh. You know? oh. As simple as herb. <laughs> the, the I mean, now herb. we know how, how Dave refer. <laughs> Dave refers to weed as herb. 
I think that, that was, was a belch, Rob. He just said, <laughs> well, I've, I've said that. I think I've shared this story on the podcast before about how Dave Mustaine is a massive pothead. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I definitely said how I once procured. <laughs> like, I don't remember if you said this on the show, show or you were not allowed to say it on the show. Uh, no, we definitely said it on the show. Okay. Uh, I procured some top shelf marijuana that I then that I then then that I then passed along to to a Frank Sedio. <laughs> I passed, passed along to a mutual friend who uh, gave it to Dave Mustaine, and he was very impressed by it, which I was very flattered by by that. <laughs> and uh, then I smoked it right in front of Dave. <laughs> and uh, uh, our patrons, you'll get that joke in about. Three weeks. Uh, <laughs> from, from it being a, a general uh, Italian guy, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, so the other thing, the other story, I'm not sure if I told this one on the air, but now so much time has passed. It doesn't oh matter. shit! He was doing a, a photo shoot for one of the magazines because uh, there were, you know, he would do the Gigantor. It would be a, a, the summer tour. Is Megadeth with headline, and there would be four or five other bands. So it was a photo shoot for. All the front men of the band and Mustaine was holding up the whole shoot because he was waiting for his ounce of weed. And then the ounce of weed came and he didn't share with anybody. Oh, he not even <laughs> give them a little bit of weed. <laughs> so that's the best story. And how did you hear about this? You were there or one of the musicians fine? in the other band? <laughs> oh, one of the other singers. Shit. Rob was the mule. Rob had to bring the, the drugs over. <laughs> of course he was late then. That makes sense. I want that that I used to smoke when I was a kid versus what's uh, being manufactured and grown nowadays is way different. And uh, I think that the stigmatism for people about smoking is uh, less. And I, I a think stigma, that, a stigma, uh, not a stigmatism. Yeah. In your eyes. <laughs> a curvature of your eyeball. Kind of is Rogan going to Google that? That's the right word. Uh, Dave, I believe you meant stigma. Management could, <laughs> He's not going to correct him like that. I think it's stigmata, actually, Joe. Um, and and <laughs> most importantly, you know, yeah. having somebody who's going to tell you the truth. in my hands. Terrible. He just said, wait, we just missed a good yeah. quote. I'm sorry. I, I need to pause. Right. No, he says, I'm a big boy. Uh, <laughs> other things that people use out on the road to, to cope back a with things bit. that could be dealt with, with, you know, good management, good, good support system um and and most importantly you know having somebody who's going to tell you the truth you know i'm, I'm a grown-up i'm a big boy so when <laughs> I, I have stuff happen in my career and um it could have been avoided or or somebody didn't tell me and i find out later that sucks like you know, when you and, got kicked and out of metallica of and found out later? Happens, <laughs> is that what he means well they were waiting around for weed the whole time he didn't show up with it so they had to kick him out Fair. by the way dusty Rhodes muffler is waiting for a dan severin reference i hope uh, i hope that does show up he, he deserves a mention well we just gave him one i don't know if he means specifically on brogan or yeah, just anyone true. he might he just specify. be desperate that's true well there you go if that's what you're waiting for <laughs> there you go big you shout are. out to dan severin <laughs> he responded in a negative way with um you know uh either self-sabotage or or you know they medicate themselves and and okay. i remember back when i was drinking um 
you know, I, I, there was a because he doesn't someone drink said at one of those meetings, and I thought it was kind of clever. The guy said, you know, I drank when my team won, and I drank when my team lost, and I drank when my team played, and I drank when my team was in the off season. <laughs> and I thought, all right, well, that's that's about me. Uh, what team were we not rooting for anymore? So, but you know, there's there's so many reasons why people um, make it or don't make it in the music business, and I think much like yourself, uh, you know, in our getting to know each other earlier this afternoon. Oh. Um, you know, a little brunch before the recording. How nice. Out. And and there's so many things in, in the music. Eggs Benedict. That, that, um, you know, the, the history, the uh, mimosas, the, the people that you're working with. You know, a lot of people don't want to say anything bad about somebody. But, I mean, imagine how much better things would be if somebody really said, you know what, that he's a nice guy, but he stole from us. Or, you know, this guy is he, he's good at this, but he's terrible at that you know everybody's so afraid to offend anybody with with uh, stuff like that but yet you know in other areas of life he's a nice guy but he's a total do claw you know, so we we've had, <laughs> we've had some people on our on he's our a good guy but he's a total waste of and, skin and um total tours that we've been on claw. <laughs> I wish, I, like Rob, I wish Rogan could, since you're pals, I wish he could have reached out to you beforehand. I was like, are there any things I should play for Dave? Like, gotcha. Yeah. Moments? Just confront him with the Duclaw clip and let's see how zen he remains. Total waste of skin and life. <laughs> and on the last tour we were on, not my band, but another band. Uh -oh. Their bus drove right up to the Canadian border and the driver got out and left them all sitting there. Oh, man. <laughs> He was telling yeah, a, He was about to tell a bus that. story. I thought it was going to be about oh, Cliff no. Burton. <laughs> he planted that black ice. Oh. Out of DUI or something like that, and you can't get up into Canada. So, oh my God, that's know, hilarious! It's so convoluted, all this stuff. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Big first date energy there from Rogan. You know, uh, oh, you're so seventies. I was talking about you know different eras, different messes, different managers. You know, managers Just wait till Mustaine stiffs the, the check. Oh, of course, because there's always somebody around the corner that's ready to work harder than you. Mm. It's like that motivational thing that Arnold said a long time. Oh no, he, he loves Arnold motivational quotes. He does. I know Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> they met at Huntington uh, Beach. Remember, you can't grow without burning. <laughs> <laughs> so now, obviously, Rogan has to bring up Metallica. Oh, boy. So here's the Metallica. Why? I was 20 when I was in Metallica. Oh, hold on. Let, let me go back. Wait, Joe Rogan was in Metallica? What? No, no, no. That's out of context. He fanboys <laughs> out about a line that Mustaine said. And that's how they start talking. So I thought Hulk was pulling a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like when, I mean, you were successful pretty early on in your life. Like, mm -hmm. how old were you when you were in your first band? Uh, Panic uh, was the band before Metallica. And, and that was only for a short period of time. It was in Panic at I the was disco? 20 when I was in Metallica. So I probably started when I was around... Fans been around a while, I guess. Maybe, <laughs> 17, well, that's when disco came think, out, so it makes sense. Look at that. Just that statement. I was 20 when I was in Metallica. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, fuck you all. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, but he was 21 I, when he was kicked out of Metallica. Yeah, they weren't Metallica <laughs> yet. It doesn't mean anything. They became yeah. Metallica because they got rid of them. 
<laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have been Metallica if he had stayed in Metallica. Yeah. And also everybody else in Metallica was also 20 at that point. It's not like it, he was a 20-year-old yeah. in Metallica three years ago. James was 18 in Metallica. Uh, yeah, James so was even you younger. Go. James Hetfield would be working at Jamba Juice now if Dave Mustaine <laughs> stayed in that band. They had the good sense to kick him out. I mean, it really was the best thing for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> Mustaine. Yeah, his, his hate when fueled I was... his whole career. He wouldn't have had that impetus. He would have been like a lazy bastard. He would have probably quit and, eventually anyway, just because they weren't and, using enough of his songs. And I feel yeah. like, you know, Megadeth is fucking amazing. Like, like the music is great. Like, I, I don't, it would suck not to have it. He's undeniable. Thank you very much, Rob. <laughs> undeniably a great musician. I will never, even though he's, he makes shitty music now, I think that's because his. He had a good run. He, he had his, yeah. Unbelievable he run. He, he's complacent. But I mean, even if you listen to that new album, like the riffs are, the riffing is good and all that stuff. Like the musicianship is good. His vocals suck and the lyrics are laughably horrible. It's like the songwriting that's not as good. He's still a good was in- musician. Metallica. That is a crazy statement because if you just think about the average 20-year-old's life and that, and that this is, look at, look at you guys, little babies. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. That's amazing. Does that freak you out when you look at that? <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. Um, that, well, this is me. kind of brings me a little bit of some sadness. Because of the look, <laughs> it's uh, like he's trying to be a way it went down with you guys. Flood gates oh, are open. That. Um, because Cliff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, honestly, when he said this, I was like, oh, yeah, he knew Clifton. <laughs> like, it, it, it kind of, you never hear, it's not that you never hear him. You rarely hear Mustaine talking about Cliff Burton, but I'm sure they were friends too. Sure, Although, but that was like 40 years ago, and they were probably friends for like five years. Like, come on, let's let's get over it. What do you mean? Metallica were friends with them for five years too, only so they should they should get over it too. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, but Cliff liked them. (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. And they were there. They saw his mushed up corpse. Mistake wasn't anywhere near there. Like it's not his trauma. Uh, It was on a different continent. Yeah, it's co-opting someone else's trauma at this point. You're you're, now you're gatekeeping trauma. Get out of here. Yes, that's what I'm here for. That's that's a song on the new Megadeth album. Gatekeeping trauma. (laughs) <laughs> um left Metallica and then when did you go right into Megadeth? Like you, you don't know. What did you do right after? He doesn't Metallica? know probably. He's probably I, only I heard of Megadeth two mind, weeks ago when I he went right into Megadeth, but no. Come on. Megadeth were big, very big. And Joe Rob. Rogan's a big rock like hard rock guy. He's an expert, he knows. He's definitely a hard rock guy. <laughs> okay. he, likes, he likes UFC. Hey Rob, what? I got <laughs> I don't mean to to contradict you on the air, but I, you said that Dave Mustaine never talks about uh, Cliff Burton. I found an unearthed a clip of him talking Ooh. about Cliff Burton. Oh shit! Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. fucking Duke. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that that's the con. That's surprising. That's oh well. There's one other one. Hold on. He's very beautiful. Oh, there. We go. <laughs> <laughs> but only after he died. He <laughs> yes, oh. his cor- his mushed up corpse, as you oh, said. Oh come on. <laughs> Let's not insult the it's, it's just a pile of mashed potatoes with a misfits patch on top. Every year, every year on the anniversary of Cliff Burton's death, he eats some uh, Idaho mashed potatoes. <laughs> <Some> russets. <laughs> the russets. I peel the russets myself. <laughs> Hello, russets. 
<laughs> the real russets. <laughs> Even Dave's laughing now. Look at that. He's having a great time with us. <laughs> Touche. Touche, live cast. <laughs> what about Ron McGovney? Ron gets a shout out. He gets oh, he a does? shout out he runs Buffalo. Oh, Hold on. Fucking <laughs> um, at the time, I, I was still kind of trying to, you know, um, digest everything that took place. The thing that bothered me the most was I had all my music and I left it behind and I said, don't use my music. And of course they did. Oh, Ron really? McGovney yeah, is the guy who owned the car that uh, James Hetfield uh, punched the dog on. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Just, sorry, James. He, he, he kicked the dog because the dog was scratching the paint on Ron McGovney's uh. car. That's the story. And and also, well, like what what's funny is in the, I'm not sure if we're gonna get to the audio of it, but in this interview he talks about how James lived at Ron McGovney's house. So, could yeah. you just highlight Dusty's latest comments? <laughs> Russets in peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dusty! I oh, think man. I changed my mind. That's the episode title: <laughs> Russets in peace. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's going to go in that spreadsheet. The Excel spreadsheet is going to go in the none of us said the episode title file. This is a good one. I think that's the couple, like two out of the last three weeks, Dusty had the episode title. Mm. Keep it going. Fire. Second record, there's parts of my music on a song on the third record. All the solos on the first record are mine, except that they're just performed by Kirk and close, but not the same. Oh! <laughs> guitar player did you get royalties for that uh well uh, uh, most uh, wait wait part. there was a little more under his breath shade right there. record all the solos on the first record are mine except that they're just performed by kirk and close but not the same you know, he's not a bad guitar player did he, you get <laughs> he's uh, not a bad guitar player wow like so it's it's really about what you don't say sometimes what i said he's not bad <laughs> you want me to say he's bad let's <laughs> see what's the on uh, master of Pop okay so mistake claims that he co-wrote leper messiah mm -hmm. for master of puppets okay I so just I that one yeah he said one song on master of puppets all right well, let's see what on ride the light ride the lightning <laughs> he had a bunch he's actually credited on ride the lightning right he's rated on the title track and call of cthulhu Mustaine is credited on. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it was mostly those. But it's not credited I, at all on Master of Puppets, right? Not right. That's what he's saying. And, and he's not properly credited on Metal Militia, I believe, mm. is what he's going to get into in a second. Oh, very, very interesting. Get royalties for that? Uh, well, uh, most of them, yeah, but Kirk got my royalties for metal militia for many many years and you know he has to see the check so i know somebody saw that i wasn't getting paid so there's Jeez. sadness and bitterness grievance yeah, bitterness. No bitterness. wait also the check would say this is actually for dave but we're giving it to you instead kurt enjoy yeah. like he framed every one <laughs> yeah, of those do you, get, do you get a separate check for every song no you just is get it it like itemized album. like this is th this many dollars for this guitar riff this many dollars for that solo like yeah and you also <laughs> that's how it works you probably i'm assuming the money goes to your managing company and they just yeah. send you a check for the whole year or something they don't even send you like even oh, by album deposit. 
I'm not a big fan of ACH. I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> well, I'm a little upset. You know, it's just money. You know, like yeah. you said, it's just you money. Know, Wait, let's go back to for metal militia. For why are you bringing it up, Dick? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He Asshole. The check, so I know somebody saw that I wasn't getting paid. So there's a sadness and bitterness. <laughs> no bitterness. No I'm, bitterness. I'm, I'm over. A little it. upset. You know, it's just money. You know, like yeah. you said. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, my happiness, my family, my wife, and my children are more important my wife. Than, than anything in this world. And, and um, you know, I, I I love our fans. I. I have so many things in this life that I'm happy about, but I would give it all up to be in Metallica. Oops, did I say that? <laughs> obviously, my relationship with God. I I, I take that very very personally. Oh, I said that I last though. How serious are you? I, I don't I don't push it on him at all. It's my thing, and and uh, I just look at it like I what? don't push it on anybody. I just refuse to play any festivals with yeah. known Satanists. But, <laughs> but I, I don't push. push I don't push it on anybody. I just announce what a great God fearing Christian I am on a show with 16 million listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't not pushing it on anybody mean just not mentioning it at all, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, like, he's not trying to convert anyone else. Mm. He's just talking about himself and how great he is. Tonight, and when he's kneeling in front of his bed, he's going to say, "Jesus, I went on the Joe Rogan show and mentioned you. <laughs> Please you hear it. Let me into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've done a lot of bad things, dear Jesus, but I promoted you on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> I could cuss Polo that time in high school. Please forgive <laughs> me. <laughs> oh." I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wished Robert Trujillo would get polio. <laughs> it's oh, still happening. No. Oh, it could. Well, I'm just saying. You should be careful. Um, yeah, 20 in Metallica, and now look at me on 60 in Megadeth, and, and <laughs> uh, I'm a Grammy winner. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. All these things that if if you know, I was signing autographs the other day, Joe, and ah! and I I, I oh, had these. Up boxes there was three thousand jackets i had to sign and for a moment i flashed back to elementary school when i was in front of the chalkboard i sort of got and i had to write did you ever have to do that yeah sure god and i don't know yes, what you're both a lot god that yeah. was a good davis davis <laughs> dear job. dear jesus i'm sorry i listed off all my career accomplishments on the joe rogan show <laughs> god god let's yeah. go back a little i want to hear that again I, I had these boxes. There was 3,000 jackets I had to sign. And for a moment, I flashed back to elementary school when I was in front of the chalkboard. I sort of got it and I had to write. Did you ever have to do that? Yeah, sure. God. And I don't know what that <laughs> but I thought, oh, my God, I can't even believe that. And, and thinking about. Sorry, you know, I took I'm the Lord's now, name in vain. And, Jesus. And, and you just how the slightest deviation from where I was going could have ended me up anywhere else in the world. I wanted to do if only things. I wanted to be a, a professional athlete. I wanted what? to play baseball. You know, I, I, oh, I thought boy. about I had a uh, cousin who was a fighter pilot. And I Didn't he always play player. like MTV celebrity no, softball? Yes, yes, yes like yeah. that. That's Is he right. any good? I don't remember. He probably took it more serious than the rest of them, though. He was probably also whacked out of his mind on cocaine at the time. So who knows? You gotta yeah, take yeah. you gotta take the cutoff throw, Tony Danza. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Imagine if he like and everyone's like, hey, calm down. Like this is a charity event. Like I chill. gave you the bud sign, Alyssa Milano. 
<laughs> I wish there was like a rock and jock like baseball reference and we could see what <laughs> Dave Mustaine's stats were. I don't think there is, though, sadly. Jewel, you're supposed to be running with the pitch. Get your glove down. <laughs> Who will you save your it. soul from me in the post-game conference? It's a case with a lot of people that wind up becoming successful at things. They could have gone in a bunch of different directions. They just chose to go in this one, but they still have other interests in things. Because I think the type of people that become really successful, like with you at playing guitar, is there are the type of people that can kind of be good at anything. They just have to love that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you love playing guitar, which is why you're so good at playing guitar. Mm -hmm. If you loved something else as much as you love that, you'd be just as good at that. I think it's an expression of who you are as a person. Mm. I yes. think that's one of the so more he's saying about guitar that Dave playing. isn't yeah. a so priest because he doesn't love God as much as he loves guitars. Right. That's, that's what I'm hearing too. Yeah, Dave, you gotta when when you're praying tonight, you gotta apologize for that. Put something ahead of God. That's the same reason he's not a softball coach either. He, <laughs> he loves music too much. Coolio, your first step needs to be back. <laughs> Dan that, Cortez. Dan Cortez. Oh, man. I was trying to remember Dan Cortez's name. I couldn't remember it. Kurt Loder, you have no sprint speed to first base. <laughs> oh, my God. Kurt Loder stayed miles away from the Rock and Jack festivities. He wanted no part of that. Stretch from naughty by nature. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Serena the other guy? Mitchell, run the bases, Serena. <laughs> oh, no. Who is the other guy? I don't know. Tretch. Tretch was just a superstar. If yeah. He did movies and everything. I don't remember the other guy. Let's see. Vin Rock? Is that it? Sounds right. He kind of looked like Jay-Z a little bit. Like a fat Jay-Z. Let's see. Yeah, Vin Rock. I could see his face. I just wouldn't have been able to pull yeah. his name up. Me neither. Oh, naughty uh, by nature. There's a little more. A little more. We haven't even gotten to the best. The best oh, song. shit. We were talking uh, next. outside earlier about Gary Clark Jr. About, Gary like, Carter if Jr.? If I listen to Gary Clark Jr.'s riffs, I can tell it's oh. him. Like, his sound is so distinctive. He's playing with the same. This is like Dave explaining Kumite. His sound is so uniquely distinctive that I could pick it out, mm. and that that was the case. Okay, well, let's start. Let me just do. Rob, who is Gary Clark Jr.? Other than Clark. son of Gary Clark Sr. He's just a like a, a country rockabilly guitarist kind of. Okay. Noah would give us the whole Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Rob um, Texter. It's always interesting when you look back, though, right? Like being. A person now who's gone through all that and you went from that and all the drugs and then into was it that alcohol? by the way i think uh he talks about growing up a jehovah's witness which was kind oh. of boring he just said he didn't celebrate birthdays he couldn't go over to birthday parties no holidays etc wasn't he a seventh day adventist or something not a and then also witness. no the seventh day that was uh hetfield that was the seventh i thought day. he was a christian scientist <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're right. Netfield was a Christian scientist, but no, no, no. Mustaine. It is confusing. Is a, I probably not picking on you. But. Mustaine is. It was a Jehovah's Witness. He said. He said he would. He oh, wouldn't okay. even pledge allegiance to the flag. He would just yeah. have to stand up and be teased. That's a good thing. Not to be teased. Anonymous. Yeah. Where you became a Christian. 
did you do it from getting sober or were you a Christian before that? No. Well, you, uh, again, Jehovah's Witnesses are a uh, form of uh, Christianity. Right, so, but not form. Um, it's it's getting a little uncomfortable. It's sort of a cultish. Ah, well, kind well of. Here, here's the thing. Uh, real simple. Um, I believe in Jesus. I believe oh, that, that God's God and Jesus is Jesus. And oh, You know, God oh. is God and Jesus is Jesus. Thanks for that Vox explainer about uh, <laughs> God. Appreciate it. It is what it is. That's basically it. It's like a big time Tommy video. <laughs> well, I come from God is God, Jesus is Jesus. That's the old school way. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, and, and that's it. And no. if you want to go to church, go to church. And if you but aren't they the all Bible, the same the thing? And if you don't want to hear about it, don't listen. And and if you don't want people to tell you about it, then tell them to shut up. Shut um, up. For me, I try and okay, shut up, Dave. A good example with my it's not working. I never try and proselytize uh, or whatever they call it. Uh, proselytize. Wow. Leave him alone. Like that, you know. There's a saying. There's nothing worse than a newly sober drunk. Closet. He <laughs> did know? that so thing I that people do when they're writing. When they write something and then they put in parentheses SP with a question mark. Just, that's what he just did. He went fossilize or whatever they call it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Joe, Joe didn't fix it. <laughs> well, he fixed it for him in real time. Yeah, it's like, here time you go, Grandpa. Time. That's what you mean. Yeah, but you're supposed to take the mistake out. <laughs> I don't want to be known as Dave Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> To tell people how to how to uh, live their life, but one of the things I didn't like about that was um, they had this thing when they didn't agree with something, the elders of the church would gather together and they would talk about the person in question and they would disfellowship them, or a lesser oh, this is degree great. would be disassociate. And um, and what, what is disfellowship? fellowship what does that mean you are ostracized ostracized so you, you're not you still have to go to church you still have to show up you still have to do all of the no one talks to you world. they cannot so then why would you keep going to. yeah why would you go to. i don't get it probably beat you, you at your house and if you don't oh did you hear that what his sister got the disfellowship does that oh, mean you it's because ostracized. she was fucking the deep yeah. purple guy <laughs> you started fucking bikers just to help out her little brother <laughs> they kicked her out. It's, it's like, yeah, I don't lesson. know what happened to her. Shame on her. Not. You still That's have to get go to church. Nice. You still have to show up. You still have to do all of the no rigmarole. The they cannot. But she created Dave and staying at Megadeth with her vagina. So my sister got disfellowshipped, and the girl that uh, brought the accusations against my sister had lied. Uh, she had of said course. something about my sister and this other dude being together, and I knew that, that it wasn't true because. I was she telling her to fuck like, him and she yeah, wouldn't do it. Her. So <laughs> um, she got to hold on, pause it. I got a great, I got a great pitch, uh, elevator pitch for you guys. You ready? Mm-hmm. Back to the future reboot, but it's Dave Mustaine. <laughs> he goes back in time. He accidentally prevents his sister from having sex with the deep purple guy, <laughs> the biker. And Megadeth, he has a picture of Megadeth with the Metallica guys that suddenly starts disappearing. <laughs> And he has to get he has to get his sister to fuck the deep purple guy. What do you think? <laughs> so, Dave, we got Netflix I got, is already picking up the options. I gotta send you back to the future. It's better than anything Danzig put out. <laughs> well, sorry, it's directed by Dan. Oh fuck. The only director could get attached to this project. <laughs> no. I apologize. 
pretty much when I started Cleopatra to films, get away uh... from it all because <laughs> you know, I wasn't really old enough to see any other inner workings of, of organized religion or stuff like that. But there's a lot of exposés out on that. How long does a disfellowship last? Who knows? They could just decide. You know, yeah. you're in this cult. Yeah. So was, yeah. uh, sins. You'd have to do a Ask sin. Sister, is that what I it guess. is to get a transgression? Something up. Get a so, sister on the line. Oh, no, sorry. She's uh, fucking the singer of Greta Van Vliet now. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> so they keep going the on this. And then they stumble onto a topic that Dave has avoided oh. for like 20 years. Hmm. Oh, what denomination are you okay, involved so, in now? So I had to do like any uh, normal guy would do. Um, <clears throat> you get out of one thing that sucks, you do something else to extreme. So um, when uh, I bailed on the JW thing with my mom, I ran away from home up to Idaho where my sister lived. And, and oh, uh, she was Idaho, where the rest of potatoes are from. It all comes full circle. Wow. Also, I, I've never heard I've never heard Jehovah's Witnesses referred to as JWs. Well, I mean, I, oh, if, if you're in the know, Rob, if you know, you know. I I see. You never Catholic know Christian, well, African American, God knows what. <laughs> Every domination of JW extreme. So, um, <laughs> when uh, I bailed on the JW thing with my mom, I ran away from home up to Idaho where my sister lived, and and uh, she was practicing black magic. So I got, yes! I got into black magic, and uh, I like she she uh, did not practice black. She was doing white, uh, white magic. Yeah, but I, I yeah he wouldn't have stayed with her if she was doing black magic. Right. No, Dave did black magic. Oh, and Dave planted the black ice under the Metallica box too. <laughs> That's see. Well, like enough credit. Oh, no. no two people and um what does was, that mean oh i don't want to get into it <laughs> i'm sorry i gotta read thing. dusty's comment just to, <laughs> his, sister was, his sister was papa shango <laughs> <laughs> okay so he dave did mustaine, black i want to talk about dave mustaine anytime in interviews previously said i do not want to talk about my black magic history it is past me he doesn't play one of their songs the conjuring because it contains a black mm. magic spell Oh what? Okay. What do you mean he'll, it contains a black magic spell? He'll go into it. In the lyrics? But, yeah. <laughs> Can we go over these lyrics right now or is it too deep? Well, dangerous? he said he says in it during this interview, we're gonna get to it. He says he le he left out a few words so you wouldn't be able to use oh. the, the spell. <laughs> For our protection. Unless you Yes, exactly. <laughs> Literally. But, but he still wrote a fucking song about it. Like, he could get close enough, but... <laughs> is but that what the movie is about? Like... Is it based on his song? Uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know about Google then. I didn't know people could just look up the other words that they needed. <laughs> why the world's going to hell. It's why Obama got elected. It's all Dave's fault. It's all me. Please forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> I got, I got into black magic and uh, I like she she uh, did not practice black she was doing white uh, white magic yeah, but I, I had practiced some black what is magic, that like uh, pulling uh, a rabbit out of a hat what's um, the difference what that mean? <laughs> there card tricks coins behind the ear <laughs> got your nose <laughs> Joe Rogan has you covered he just asked oh. we, know that, we know that black magic is when you make uh, a black goo come out of the ultimate warrior's mouth <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I don't think that's quite it Oh no! Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to get into it, but what the, the whole thing is, but um, you, you. Uh, it's, it's... I love that he keeps saying, "I don't want to get into it," and but the... uh, and then gets into it. 
simply said, you know, you there's a lot somebody that you don't like and and the power of suggesting in your mind you could um, say or do something and then, you know, uh, hope and pray that something will take place uh, that will even the score, so to speak. You know, uh, do I believe that if I prayed for your shirt to be white right now that it would happen? Well, if, if, if you know, the powers that be, you know, uh, to, spirits of the universe want things to change i could be struck blind right now by a white light and right, but if you turn my white. shirt white i think that'd be a waste of a curse right. really not <laughs> well so the curse is but like I did, I did well, if hold on died. if the if the masters of the universe want something to happen and they're going to do it anyway what is your stupid prayer doing yeah you're changing the minds of the wisdom of the universe is that what's happening dave <laughs> Let's see. That I was at school, and my nephew had told him that I was uh, practicing Kung Fu Sun Tzu at the time. And, and um, Can we Google and that, please, intern? School, tough guy. And I, I, oh. it was my first day at school. So he walked past me and sucker punched me in the stomach, and I buckled over. And I thought, oh, right, here we go. This is going to suck, this school. So we're going home and the bus is a two bus ride a big bus to a small drop off a little bus out to where we lived out in, in the, the rural uh, area and uh, we get off the first bus and everybody circles around and he's gonna beat me up and nothing happens and so i get in the bus and he gets in the bus and he walks out and elbows me in the back of the head when he's getting out and i had some chewing tobacco in my mouth so i swallowed it wait what so he had chewing how old was he when this happened i thought he said chili tobacco. Uh, it was the first day of high school chewing so First he was 14 years old yeah. and he's rocking out to chewing tobacco. That was a thing. That was a thing God when damn. I went to high school. Not, I went to school in New York, obviously. It wasn't like insanely popular here, but I did know one or two kids that shooed that it's shit. Really it's really popular in Europe still. It's called snooze. Yeah. And also at, at like at that time when I was in high school, which is like maybe 15 years behind Dave, in other parts of the US, it was like ragingly popular damn. among high school kids. Yeah, and so he's in a rural area, so I'm sure it's it's much more mm-hmm. uh, all because of bad news bears. He <laughs> did, and the other hacks that I did was a girl in night school we went to in Marina. How did he get physically injured? I, I it, it was just something they had to do with the car accident. But do you think? But he sounds like an asshole. Is guys like that get hurt all the time? He did. Get yeah, hurt. yeah, but. Did do you think that he got hurt because you put a hex on him, or do you think he got hurt because he's an asshole and he's what do you think, Dave? Joe, if he's telling you the story, guys like that always get hurt. I think he got hurt because he's an asshole and I put a hex on him. Boom, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. What's that like? How do you do it? Be careful, Joe. He's gonna put a hex on you if you keep asking questions. Conjuring anymore was because principles on how to do it every day. Guys like that always get hurt. I think he got hurt because he's an asshole and I put a hex on him. Both. Both those things. Yeah. What's that like? How do you do a hex? Here you go. The whole reason I wouldn't play conjuring anymore was because it has the instructions on how to do it. So uh, I don't want anybody to learn how to do this. But I will tell you this much. uh, It involved uh, um, using some food sources and and making an effigy of sorts. And then then, um, I just want to put out this this moment, one hour, two minutes five seconds into it as well i was like okay this was all worth it <laughs> this was all worth it just to hear him explain all of this i don't want anybody to learn from me how to do this terrible terrible thing that's very dangerous but i will tell you 60 percent of it right now google the rest <laughs> punk wouldn't you, you just be like no to make this face 
<laughs> it's like really something. That's really when Joe Rogan's like skeptical of what you're saying. <laughs> um, you do certain things to identify the doll, you know, and then um, you uh, pubes. He means pubes. Break off a leg or an arm of the doll, and uh, it's basically what he did. I broke the leg off, and the guy got in the car crash, and his leg got mauled. And and wow. um, you know, this was forty five years ago, so the statute of limitations have expired. But even still, I don't think you can get him trouble for hexes. Yeah, maybe <laughs> in the spiritual world you do. Um, what? Yeah, there's a statute of limitations in the spiritual world. No, there's not. I think eternity means eternity. Uh, but um, wrong. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> wrong joe conversation Where is nope it? sorry joe wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i think you do uh, i don't i don't think you get in trouble for that. uh mm, sorry yes you do bud <laughs> uh we're gonna need to google that i love that like chatty kathy type uh response he gives there that's so go back to like 10 seconds that's so he's so indignant no, he's like mm, i think you're wrong yeah you don't know what you're talking about joe limitations have expired but even still i don't think you can get in trouble for hexes yeah, maybe in the spiritual world you do um ah, you do limitations in the spiritual world no, there's not i think eternity no there's ah. not he means uh, it's like but, when um, he's talking about the devil being red and he goes yeah. uh he isn't uh, <laughs> he's not he's very beautiful <laughs> I find that and, and you know you see people they think that he's like red he's got a goatee and a pointy tail and stuff like that he doesn't he's very beautiful <laughs> he doesn't joe wise guy you might know what kumite means but you don't know the <laughs> devil <laughs> no actually can we google uh, the statute of limitations on hexes please oh here it is there is none see sorry <laughs> You're wrong again. I really like that more. It was a sex hex I did on this girl. You did a sex hex on this girl. Yes. I went to night school. That's a good band too. And um, we were. Well, there's a band called X Hex. Skinny redheaded kid going to night school after surfing and and. uh, Oh, I'm so secondhand cringing for Dave Mustaine here. Seriously, I think you probably would like that more. It was a sex hex. Joe Rogan's making fun of you to your face. (laughs) Yeah. And this girl named. And he's right. And uh, I went to (laughs) night school. Band too. And um, we were. I mean, I was like a redheaded kid going to night school after surfing, and and uh, she would be there, and everyone loved her. And I was just some sweaty kid, you know. And and uh, still am. She came to my house one night to go buy some hash because I I had a roommate that was selling pot and yeah, roommate. Um. So uh, I had already done this this incantation on on this girl. Oh my you know, god! I, I, Can I, I ask before you go any further what you use for a good incantation versus a bad one? Like if you're doing going to do a sex hex, do you make a doll? I play the conjuring no. backwards. You don't make a doll. No. <laughs> what do you have? I love how he's like, no, no. Why? Why would you make yeah, a doll? That's crazy. That's, like, that's silly. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. <laughs> incantation on on this girl you know i, I can i that... ask before you go any further what you use for a good incantation versus a bad one like if you're doing gonna do a sex hex do you make a doll no you don't have to make a doll what do you <laughs> that, have would, to do? that would be dumb joe paper, <laughs> yeah. paper. conjure something down on paper no conjuring is in the air uh paper you would write you okay so you write something <laughs> down on paper and that conjures 
No, sex you, sex? you have to look. You have to really hand it to Joe Rogan here. He knows what's going on right now. It's so fucking absurd, but he's still leading him on. It, it feels really like an job. interrogation scene in a movie where they're trying to get the serial killer to admit what he did. Yes. And Dave's posture is and tone is that of a grown uh, a mathematician explaining calculus to an eight year old. <laughs> it really is. Yes, this is so absurd <laughs> do a prayer to invoke a spirit to be conjured so anyway so so the girl anyway. she was i would loved her and they thought she was just so great and and you know i liked her too and i and i just I, let's see if this works and, so you wrote some stuff down yeah do you have to write it in a specific language english it's english so i wrote her name my name and i drew i drew some little pictures on there and then little hearts um, i burnt it and then started, said a prayer and and the next night she came over to my apartment to buy this hash right her and, leg and, was you know, mauled in a uh... <laughs> so she comes in and she goes hey what's your sign and i said i'm a virgo she goes oh my horoscope says i'm supposed to make love to a virgo in a tropical surrounding and i went and screwed a black light bulb in my bathroom and plugged the tub and said here's a waterfall let's go and and i completely forgot about it until the next morning when i woke up she had <laughs> She had these geraniums in her hair, those red little flowers, and they were all over my bedroom, all over my bed, and that's the only way I even remembered. Are you? This sure is a sad story. This got? is a sad story, Rob, because he just can't accept, and his own lack of self confidence, that a beautiful woman wanted to have sex with him. He yeah. has to be the hex. He can't accept it. This is very so, poignant. Well, what's I'm, so funny is at first he did accept. He's like, wow, this girl wanted to have sex with me. And then the next morning he woke up and was like, oh, wait, uh, no. No, I still suck. I put a hex on her. Right. <laughs> is that what he's saying, that he didn't remember the hex or that he didn't remember the sex act? Because he's saying the geranium on his bed the next day is what made him realize that hmm. they fucked. Like... He's so incoherent. Who the yeah. Fuck well, also, I love that we're both Virgos. Me and Dave. We got oh. sign. Virgo power. Virgo rising right now. I thought it, oh, it's September 13th. And Beyonce. Right? Yep. I remember that because I remember it being 13 because of his album, whatever. Hmm. Guy, and you were good at guitar, and mm-hmm. she liked you? No. <laughs> No, because no, she was. She you was, look cute to me. Yeah, it was funny. But you know, she was. She was like the most prettiest girl in school. You know? Okay, like, pause it. I got a new treatment. Joe Rogan goes back in time. This is Back to the Future Part Five, and he falls in love with Dave Mustaine and threatens to, to wreck Megadeth. The twenty-year-old Dave. You are very beautiful. But Joe, Joe cleans him up. Like Joe, uh, hold on. He's very beautiful. Joe cleans him up, and then he's so good, he's so nice and clean that he stays in Metallica and ruins Metallica. Oh, there's no, twist! There's they no become Metallica. A rock band. <laughs> I become Creed. <laughs> a striper, the old version of Creed. Would be oh, but then if if they become Creed, then Rob never gets to inc- encounter the joy of Mark Tremonti. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the ripple effects you, of this Dave. are hard. Well, <laughs> hold on. The, the B plot. Rob uh, Tremonti is walking around, and Rob just meets him. Now he can't oh. meet him. He's not a big star. They have a loving oh. moment. Oh, whoa! That's the good part of the story. <laughs> oh boy! I think it was the sex sex. Whole trilogy uh, no, I think it's all make believe. Oh, there we oh, go. You're, you're being sarcastic. No, you see no, how he's doing? No, no. I, I think I think a lot of it is power of suggestion. You know, mm, I wonder. 
That'd be pretty roofies. crazy. He didn't mention the roofies that, part. Like he kept that part quiet. Yeah, you see what's going on with Cosby and all that. Yeah, Especially. he knows better. Well, Stephen you've seen King people movie. that like the great, whatever his name is, the guy that can bend the uh, spoons and shit. With right. He, he was proven to right. be a fraud. There's a lot okay. of people. but Yeah, hold on. They keep going. You know how they do that? They have a very specific spoon, and it reacts to the heat of you rubbing your fingers Oh, on now it. you ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, Sorry, it's not magic. Yeah, another well, Davism. I'm okay. not opposed to what's his name in Kaczynski, magic. the great Kaczynski. No, that's oh, his name. I don't Something. know. I mean, James Kaczynski's the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah what's he talking about? The great Kaczynski. Do it. All those music- magicians can do it. I saw Banach very great in person. I saw him do it in front of my face. He did it. Yeah, I love and he didn't tell her. Those guys are yeah, blessed. they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing, and they're so good for for magic too because you they'll tell you that it's bullshit, and you know they're showing show. Yeah. Well, that yeah. the show bullshit was about all kinds of things. Some of the things that aren't even bullshit, like yoga. But one of the things that they <laughs> no. were doing was like doing magic and letting you in on the joke, like letting you know that it's bullshit. But still- yeah. so then they talk about David Copperfield and like, well, how did he d- disappear that elephant in, in in an arena? And then they look it up on Google, and there it is. <laughs> like, oh shit! Oh, okay, I see. But he did uh, get Claudia Schiffer by doing a sex hex. <laughs> so that part is true. Uh, there's two it more parts I want I want to talk about. They get into this whole conversation about Coca-Cola what? and how there's still actually cocaine in Coca-Cola. What? Uh, and they actually prove he proves it. This is more of the Googling. Cool. Well, what it is is there's only one company uh, that is allowed to process uh, the cocoa plants in America. And the only person Geffen Records. the only person the only company that they sell this distilled cocaine to is uh the cocaine leaf or something like that is to coca-cola so all the other leaf, not cocaine leaf it is cocaine it is i'll send you the link later (laughs) believe me it's as confusing as this but they they got to send me the leaf (laughs) i think this might even be it cocaine and they use that for medical grade cocaine which is still a thing. Like here, let's go back a little anymore. more. Oh, here, here. They, this is exactly but this is just text reading. on a page. Where's that from? Okay, no, there's that? something in there for sure. If, if He's I know it's a it's a true story. So once see, uh, he knows it's a true story. Yeah, well. we'll read it. But mm-hmm. it's um the crazy history of Coca Cola is uh really interesting. But I mean, what's great really about this originally is uh, that it ends up with Dave talking about cocaine, which is oh. where the real money is. So Who, who's hosting this show, by the way? This is like Dave interviewing Joe Rogan about Coke. <laughs> it was. Like a- well, like I said, Joe Rogan's favorite thing is to talk about how much shit he knows. So here he is like peacocking, like, hey, I know about Coke. Yeah. Cocaine supplement. Like you drink Coca-Cola and you get yeah. a little jolt of cocaine. Yeah. Which was normal. Okay. Pharmacist fart. John Pemberton invented Coca-Cola in 1885, making the original formula for the beverage Merchant in his backyard. Man. He advised Coca-Cola as a patent medicine Boring. for headaches, upset stomach, and fatigue. Patent medicines weren't regulated. They often contained addictive ingredients like cocaine and opium and toxic ingredients like mercury and lead, <laughs> according Jeez, to the National Institute in on Drug Abuse. The NIDA said in a 2020 blog post that Pemberton's recipe contained cocaine <laughs> in the form of an extract of the coca leaf, inspiring. Yeah, but this is the original, not name. what they have the now. Leaf, in Hold its on. natural form, is a harmless and mild stimulant compared to coffee. But <laughs> cocaine can be extracted from its leaves, according to the Transitional Institute. That's why people chew it it's when they the chew the coca leaves. It's really like a mild stimulant. 
Gregory Collins, PhD and Associate Professor of Pharmacology at the University of Texas, San Antonio, also told Verify that the cocaine alkaloid is present at very low levels in less than 1% in most coca leaves. The cocaine alkaloid can then be extracted and purified to produce the drug cocaine. Coca-Cola likely contained cocaine alkaloid as part of the coca leaf extract at very low concentrations and similar to the coca leaf teas. Cocaine was legal and a common ingredient in U.S. medicines aimed at curing a wide range of ailments when Coca-Cola was invented, which is pretty wild, according to NIDA. People thought cocaine was safe to use in small amounts at the time. It probably is. 1970 cocaine oh, became a recreational drug. Now, find out about Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah, in get to today's it, Joe. form. Because okay. in today's form, I know they use something from the coca leaves. They're trying to say, despite this, U.S. Coca-Cola, uh, Coca-Cola U.S. directed verified to a statement that says cocaine has never been an added ingredient in Coca-Cola, uh, blah, blah, and the okay, drink does so, not yeah, currently where, where, contain where cocaine or any other harmful okay. substances. There's 40 no, seconds contain cocaine anymore, but I think it's flavored marks. So with the gonna, they're going to start talking about. Coca I think they use coca leaves, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the company that does it also makes. I think they process out the cocaine and they use that for medical grade cocaine, which is still a thing. Like lidocaine, I believe, comes from that as well. Hmm. Which is now, now David's going to punch. But yeah, yeah he, he, nowhere in there did he too. say that Coca-Cola like currently yeah. has it in it. it they're going to. He's going to find exactly. the link again. It numbs the you. producer. Yes. So does boring people. What's that? So does boring people. Yeah, yeah, boring people numbs them, or just like putting them in a job that sucks that numbs them too. But it's not as effective. Hey, okay. guys, I like drugs. <laughs> that used to be the thing that people did when they would go to parties. Here we go. Just do a little cocaine, have some fun. End up in the bathroom. Ah, yeah. That was it. It's, uh, now <laughs> Lars Ulrich watching you do drugs. Cocaine, you're taking a giant risk. So number one uh, cause of death between people 18 to 49 in this country now mm. is overdoses. Well, it's, it's that they don't think they're getting a speedball. They think they're getting cocaine. They're getting cocaine that's cut with fentanyl, or they think they're getting ecstasy. They're mm. getting ecstasy that's cut with fentanyl or street Xanax. Or There's a lot of different things that people get wow. that they don't know. I'm so glad I don't know all this anymore. Yeah. Fentanyl is <laughs> the, the doses that kill you are so small. Yeah, because he doesn't like have a, to deal with the shitty stuff. Not yeah. even yeah. as big as like a pencil. He has Robert Pazabini get him the good shit. <laughs> it's really potent stuff. So like, like I mean, I mean, in a flat circle, like the the size of a pencil eraser. I don't even mean like a thickness. Mm. That will fucking sh for sure kill you. But the, just the surface area of a, the eraser of a pencil mm -hmm. will kill you. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Seems oh, fine oh, to me. One company in the U.S. is licensed to import and process coca leaves. Hmm. The Stephen Company of Northfield, Illinois. After Stephen processes coca leaves at its Maywood, oh, New Jersey plant, it extracts the cocaine. The company uses the spent leaves to create a cocaine-free extract and sends the extract to Coca-Cola. It's just like Go the Joe right. Rogan show now. Coca-Cola like, is grandfathered in yeah. to throat. Okay, dog. so why did I, <laughs> I guess it was just the bathroom thing. All right, one last thing, uh, and then we can move on, is he is once again asked about Metallica and what he was listening to uh, when he was in Metallica. This, um, the last thing I was talking about was the vinyl. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say. The, the, one of the vinyl has uh, rare tracks on it. It has a cover that we did with Sammy Hagar, um, This Planet's on Fire, from when he left Montrose before he got into Van Halen. 
he had this raging song called this plants on fire so we did that and i called sammy up and i said hey would you want to play on this and he said yeah sure send me the track so we sent him the track and he goes i'll sing a but dude i ain't fucking playing on that with you shredders and, and i went oh man that's cool because i really looked up to him and we played that song this planet's on fire in panic before i joined metallica oh wow almost probably would have played it in metallica if i would have stuck around a little longer wow that's mm. fucking awesome when wow, you were awesome. uh, in, when you were in metallica what was the stuff that you guys were listening to back then all kinds of stuff. Who I think cares? I listened to uh, like, different is, stuff. Than like a bad zine question from 50 years ago. Them. Why are we asking this now? Now, so whatever was being played there, or whenever they would go to the local import record store, they would get cool stuff. We usually went up to the record plant in San Francisco. There was a really cool store up there, and they had the greatest vinyl patches, T-shirts. Every time we'd go up and play the Stone or the Mabuhe, um, we'd go you know, in the there. You know, the Mabuhe. Had, uh, yeah, that's a famous venue, Mabuhe Gardens. And, and, and not so much vinyl because... You know, you travel. I also played at the Kumite Lounge. <laughs> That's right. Home. But, right. but uh, that was a real cool thing was the trek from LA up to San Francisco and whatever souvenirs we'd bring home. How was James being held hostage? He had to live at Ron's house. He had to? It's a metaphor. I'm, I'm joking around. Oh. So, so what was happening was. I make James, jokes. Uh, I think you mentioned <laughs> uh, something. On, uh, I can't um, tell because my facial expression about, never changes. <laughs> uh, I can't really remember much. I'm like him. Lindsay uh, Lohan after opening up the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be able to see that now. Well, it's a metaphor. I'm, I'm joking around. Oh. So, so what was happening was James. Uh, I think he mentioned uh, something on uh, um, about. Uh, I, I can't really remember much about him uh, when we were growing up together, but I, I think. I think his dad died and then his mom got really sick and he moved out. He was living with Ron and, and I'm joking when I say he's being I know, hostage by Ron, but uh, he was living with Ron. That, so right? when, when we kicked Ron out of the band, James moved in with me and my mom down in Costa Mesa, which was really <laughs> uncool. Me and him sharing a bedroom that was about the size of this table here. And uh, yeah. Um, that's rock and roll, though, we used right? To, we used to, yeah, yeah, we would get so, I mean, he loved to drink vodka. I don't know if he's still drinking or not, but. That's so <laughs> fucked up that he says that when he just got out of rehab. <laughs> Dave That's doesn't pay so attention to that up. news. Dave doesn't we know, uh, I mean, James doesn't know who this guy is that's talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Killed like crazy. And, and um, he had this little pickup truck, and we would drive from Costa Mesa up to Huntington Beach, uh, where we would celebrating party with all my friends from Huntington Beach that James didn't know because James was from Norwalk and Downey, kind of a kind of an uncool um, um, little yeah. area where he was living at. They covered it with a freeway now, so it gives you an idea how significant the neighborhood was. But Jeez. Um, I, I remember driving back and forth at PCH, and it was foggy. I mean, bad fog. And this guy would be oh, driving scary. pretty quickly down PCH, and we were both drinking, and and I I. I it was probably a safe bet if we would have done that too many more times we were going to get in an accident can i just say something here that pch is scary as fuck i went to the west coast with my mother once and we went to the see the mets play the dodgers and then Mm -hmm. we drove from there we flew in got a rental car saw that series drove up to san francisco for the fun of the trip or whatever that pch is the worst thing i've ever been on it's like there's long stretches of highway 
where it's like S curves all the way with no fucking guardrail. It's yeah. terrifying. It's and you're beautiful, like, but terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Be- watch it on a YouTube video. Don't yeah. do it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Unreal. A friend, the very first time we played uh, down in Dana Point with Panic on the way home, the, the drummer in the band uh, got in a car crash along PCH coming home. So it's always been a sore spot for me, that area in Huntington Beach and, and the coastline. Well, the coastline has always been a really dangerous place, oh, yeah. the, uh, particularly for car accidents and drunk driving, like around Malibu and that area. There's mm-hmm. still a ton of accidents. I know multiple people that have been in accidents mm-hmm. there. It's also, it's like, it's easy to get distracted. The ocean's on the side of you and it's only a two lane road mm-hmm. in some spots. It's like, yeah. And there's a lot of, all right. <laughs> so that was that traffic safety PSA at the end there. And, uh, you know, I joked that this would take up the whole episode, but it, it looks like did. it did. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus. You want to get to that other thing we wanted to do? I don't know if there's time. I'm not sure. Well, you you, uh, Darren brought up Ari Spears before. Do we want to at least touch on that since we already teased it? What in the who now? The clip that I shared off like on our G chat right before. Oh yeah, let's let's play that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. There's enough time for this. So this is the fucking weirdest thing. I've seen, I haven't th- thought about Aries Spears in 15 years since yeah. Matt TV got canceled. Well, he'll occasionally pop up in like on Twitter or some, some media where someone is just interviewing him for some reason and he says something outrageous like this, like, like shitty to somebody. This has happened a few times. I have to say, I usually I'm like, uh, you know, blow stuff like this off, like, whatever, this isn't worth any time. But I, I am like blown away. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, that's well, my reaction. Do you want to say who Ari Spears is first of all? Because he's been out of the public eye for that yeah. long. Well, yeah. As I mentioned, he he was a, he's a comedian. He was on Mad TV. That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, is he, on, is he on Wild and Out? I don't know. <laughs> who are you? I have no, I have no idea what it's. See, this is what he looks like, folks. Yeah. You he was in Jerry Maguire? I'll be damned. I remember that. He is, I mean, he's a fairly funny guy, but this is proving to be a shitty person. He does a voice on The Proud Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a couple of voices on Family Guy. But yeah, pretty much it's, it's Matt TV. He's good at impressions. I'll definitely say that. So here's his take. Yo, you know somebody that actually made good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? He's like yeah, offended bro, that he was even mentioned. Yeah, like how dare you? <laughs> dare you? Like as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji. She's got a very pretty <sighs> face, but she keeps showing her body off, nigga. Like, come on, man. Like, I love how he's saying this wearing a, a shirt with his titties hanging out and his gut out. Well, that's what he's covering it up, Rob. This yeah. is what he's saying. You can't see his titties. Come on, yo. He's wearing the shit emoji on top of his head. I'm sorry, listen, I ain't the most in shape nigga in the world. He had to say that. He knew that was hanging there. <laughs> yeah, he's not the most in shape. He's not <laughs> like, even. Like he's not has a little bit. Yeah. He's I mean, he's round is a shape. He's I not even he, above the median. <laughs> yeah, it's fair to say he's not the least in shape. <laughs> yeah. He's close. 
He's in the running. But well, I still maybe not running. You know, when you're funny <laughs> and you got swagger and confidence and, and you decent. Look at this confidence he has right here. <laughs> look at this swagger. So looking, I think I'm at least handsome. Uh, you get whiskey. But a Rob, woman that's Rob, built like a plate of flash. No. What would he have to do to become handsome to you? Give him some tips. Let's pretend this is Howard Stern in the late nineties and you're you know critiquing a woman with a laser pointer. Lose fifty pounds. Uh trim the beard. Lose the (laughs) You say that, but now you're the hypocrite. You've got as much of a beard as he does. I I understand it's shaped. It's not I don't have my it looks it looks I think like it hasn't shaped in a while. No, I'm not I'm saying uh, shape it up. Okay. You're you're saying not beards are good, but his is unkempt, right? Okay. Yes, yes, that's what Fair. I mean. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying get rid of the beard. Okay, okay, okay. Is is in trouble? You know what kills me about women is is the <laughs> hypocrisy. They won't have sex with it's so ironic <laughs> that he's talking about hypocrisy. <laughs> they won't <laughs> suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped returning yes. my calls 15 years ago when Mad TV got canceled. <laughs> I'm still waiting. They don't appreciate about the women. proud family. My work on that <laughs> great show. They don't believe that that's my voice. <laughs> I want to put a sex hex on all these women. <laughs> is is the hypocrisy and the contradiction? Yes, queen, slay, queen. Yes, queen, slay. Yeah, girl, your confidence. Fuck diabetes. Fuck heart 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 problems. Fuck I mean, heart what disease, about you, dude? Cholesterol. You look like you're suffering Y'all from some hypertension. Claim womanhood. Yeah, but he hates himself, so that's acceptable. And support for your sister. Oh, okay. You know, when it comes to that ridiculous shit. But if you really gave a fuck, why wouldn't you go, black girl? We love you. We love your confidence, boo boo. But th- this ain't it. This ain't it. Where's that's the real love? Y'all will jump on me for making jokes. Okay, uh, Ari Spears. We love your confidence, boo boo. <laughs> but this ain't it. But you look like the it. shit emoji. <laughs> yeah. The freeze frame you've got. It's it looks like he was just he did went he went ten rounds with Mike Tyson. Yeah. His face is he all looks, small. He looks like he's hungrily sucking up the last linguini strand <laughs> and dying for more, and the plate is empty. Nice. But y'all won't fucking be real and go, sister. Put the eclair down. This ain't it. Put the eclair down because Ari Spears wants that eclair. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> I called it. That. It's treadmill time. Oh, my take, God. Take your own advice, bub. He can't fit between the arms of the treadmill. That's the problem. I love that the discussion started out, you know who's a good musician? You know who's a good songwriter? Right. And immediately he just, it's completely not about the music at all yeah. whatsoever. I didn't give a shit about music. I don't need, like what show is that even? It almost feels like he just had a friend of his give him a setup so he could do that rant. Like it wasn't an actual conversation happening. I think if if he was still on Mad TV, I think that he would probably pitch a, a sketch where he plays Lizzo. Oh my god! A big, fat like slovenly. Oh you know, my god! Like she'll just have you know ice cream in one hand and uh, some other kind of food in the other hand and just eating constantly through the yeah. whole thing. Oh my god. Wild, but also like Aretha Franklin was a big lady and she lived a very long life. Yeah, nobody knocked the eclair out of her hand, she did fine. Well, that's because Ari Spears wasn't there to to delve out his wisdom. Oh my god, and now we could go like another 20 30 years before we hear about him again. 
Well, we're going to hear about him when he has heart disease and someone's going to pull <laughs> this video up. Like, what do you think now, fatso? He probably already does. Yeah. It's probably just a deflection from, like, bad blood work results he got that week. There'll be a TMZ video of him in, uh, like, a hospital bed with tubes coming out of his nose next to that video on the right. Unreal. Um. One one more thing I, I wanted to quickly mention is that uh, Vince McMahon was spotted out and about. Uh, oh wow! Let's let me see if I can queue up the the TMZ article. He was in New York celebrating his fifty fifth birthday. 55th? I mean, 77th birthday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. More back to the future. But like, so, and he was with a woman that wasn't his wife, of course, because they're course. separated, basically. He's, he's still se- celebrating his 55th. It just takes a long time. For yeah, and here he is leaving, looking like, so, like really. Why does she, she just like biting her purse? What yeah, I don't know why. Maybe she was like trying to grab something here. The the woman he was with. <laughs> I don't know why she has bizarre. That. Also, look at how swollen Vince's elbow is. What does he have? Yeah, like, I think this is a, a something. Uh, this is like a fitness thing. There's like water buildup in the elbow. Gross. Yeah, not pleasant at all. Or does he just store money in there that he could pay off anyone he harasses in real time? Just unzips his elbow and pulls out a stack of hundreds. Is that possible? Mm, I guess no. Not. All right, fine. All right. Fuck me for having creativity. Speaking of which, what does RIP stand for? Think about it, Sid. It's Russets in Peace. I mean, <laughs> Dusty okay. did it. It's God, There's nothing top of that this week. That's an Dusty easy Rose one. Muffler asks, do you think Vince is eating that ass? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Vince is a giver. He seems like more of a taker. Yeah, yeah. An undertaker. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a he's got a puke. All right, let's talk about our uh Spotify picks. Uh every week we each pick a song and uh we throw it up on uh Spotify playlist. We call it the RIPL Livecast Music Break. And uh this week I was gonna pick Refused because I started uh the bear yeah that's why i picked this exact song and, and now i ago. i see i see that you picked it a few weeks ago when you actually watched it when it was airing yeah. <laughs> weekly uh so instead i picked harm's way which the fat guy who's like actually a chef in real life the actor who plays Maddie like matheson fat, yes uh maddie matheson he is constantly wearing hardcore band shirts mm-hmm. in the, like clearly somebody in that crew no, no, no. He uh like I watch his YouTube channel where he does like cooking videos and stuff. He's always wearing metal and hardcore. Oh, that's all him? Okay. Yeah, that's one hundred percent him. Oh, bless his heart, Matty Madison, because yeah. he's wearing he's repping harm's way, he's repping power trip, like some really good bands. And also, like like you mentioned, it was really cool that the series starts with Refused. And I think there's some other uh hardcore stuff in there. I, I really think it also it. ends with that song. Like the, the season finale ends with that nice. same guitar. Very, very, I, I'm only about three episodes oh, in. Oh, so, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> but I really Musical like it. And honestly, alert. 
the uh, person who is most impressive to me on that show is the actor who plays Richie, mm-hmm. Yvonne Moss uh, Backrock. Because he's on Girls, he's been on a few things. He's really good. That guy. I have never heard a better fake Chicago accent. Like I know that he's. If I didn't recognize him from other stuff, mm-hmm. I would think that's his real voice. One hundred percent. It's so good. It is the best accent on that. Maybe the best Chicago accent I've ever heard. I was so impressed by it. And, and he's a really, the really bears, good actor. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's more for comedic effect. He's going for realism. You know, it, yeah. it, it's a very believable. But he's still like the comic relief of the show. Yeah. 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 He's the fuck up. Basically. I feel like everything I've ever seen him in, he plays some type of douche bro, but it's never the same type of douche bro. Mm-hmm. But he's like the best at just playing any kind of douchey guy. It's incredible. He was also on the Royal Tenenbaums. Look at that. He was? He was. He must have been a little kid. Who was he? The bellboy, Frederick. Oh, God. Huh. All right. Interesting. Sid, what's your pick? My pick, uh, well, uh, once in a while, a conversation in the Discord will spark a playlist pick for me. And this time, uh, somebody was discussing Bruce Dickinson. And his questionable political opinions. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said that I preferred Rob Dickinson, who is Bruce's cousin and also the lead singer of the band Catherine Wheel, who were popular in the 90s alternative music scene. And so I picked my favorite Catherine Wheel song, Way Down. What are some of uh, Bruce Dickinson's questionable political opinions? I think, the, I think it was Jander who was saying, and he said something about him being pro-Brexit. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. So there you go. That's right. Which I but now he's anti-Brexit, which is oh, now that he knows like, what it is. Yeah, he's like he's like a center-right guy. I mean, he's a rich old man. What do you expect? I think Jander thought he was a center-left guy, but I guess at this point, like, what's the difference, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe he's to his left and to my right. He's know. to whose left? To Jander's left. No, Jander's to your left. How do you know that? I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Darren, uh, kind of putting you on the spot here. Do you have a pick? Yeah, actually, your pick came from the Discord. My pick came from Facebook because Ooh. one of our, our listeners, I don't even know if he listens anymore. Um, uh, I, don't, I shouldn't say his real name, but I think he was. Uh, he, you know what? I don't want to confuse who he was. I know his real name, and I know he used to be in our old chat, but I'm not sure what his username was, so I'm not going to say. You have a first name. Michael. Isn't okay. Uh, oh, it's Super he, Nintendo Chalmers. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. That's what I thought, and I didn't want to be wrong. But uh, he he told a very nice, uh, cool anecdote about the the rapper uh, Mike Jones. You know the song Mike Jones. Who Mike mm-hmm. Jones? Who? So he so he uh, was it? I guess he was at a store or something, and the person said uh, something about Mike Jones, and he went who? And the person obliged and said Mike Jones, and then he said. <laughs> Who? And the person again said Mike Jones. <laughs> so he got to work that joke into a natural habitat. So and that's I like awesome. that song. So I'm gonna put that song, although I haven't sent the link in yet. Yeah, that's uh, my fault. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, it's not your fault. I should I still usually remember demand it. the link before we start the show and I forgot to do that. I should yeah. still remember it. It's not your fault. I'm gonna be kicking myself all blaming for that. It's fine. I will blame myself as well. Anyway, that's my song. 
All righty. And of course, I want to mention our Patreon. Got tons of great bonus content on the Patreon. Two episodes a month. Patreon.com slash RIPL Livecast. Only five bucks a month. Show your support. Get some extra stuff. We got lots of good things in the pipe for September. At the top of the month, we're doing a, uh, a Livecast Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Three new inductees this Thursday. Uh, but right now, right this moment, you can log on. You can listen to a great timeless episode we just posted up where we play the party game hypotheticals from Chuck Klosterman. He asks all these interesting hypothetical questions, and we really went off. We went off, Queen. And there's actually a preview of it. Not You could see it in the RSS feed like last before last week's episode. Yes. It's in there. Scroll down. Uh, that's in our Patreon. Uh, recently, we did a roundtable about the Guar documentary about the new BBC and Butthead movie. We did a watch along of Good Morning, that awful, oh. awful, Jesus. awful <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly movie. Uh, and what else did we do? What else Veronica. We Veronica, we have. We have Steve Harvey watch alongs. We have some wrestling watch alongs. Uh, we did a roundtable about The Matrix. Uh, went to Tad Stakes. Went to Tad Stakes. That that's free, actually. You could listen to that for free. Well, I'm sure, we, but it was yeah. it originated on the Patreon. So the example of the kind of content. Yeah. Fine. Yes. Uh, Patreon. And of course, out for justice, Steven Seagal. Got to we watched that. So that by the way, uh, almost three years since we went to Tad's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Right, be b- right before COVID nineteen happened. And, it might have uh, started in that kitchen at Ted's. Possible. It was like a biochemical uh, warfare lab. It's in the potato salad. And yeah, so and if you want to throw us a few extra bones, you can of course uh, become a top live cast fan of the week. Ten bucks a month gets you a little shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. How are we doing it, folks? You're doing it as Dave Mustaine casting hexes. <laughs> On these people, they could be a sex hex or a injury hex. You decide uh, on a case by case basis. I, I almost want to do like something else. It's a different kind of hex. I don't know what, what, what's like. The, I don't know the hex language. The, the, what do you mean? You're Mister Metal. You know all that grim and dark. What does shit. that mean? I don't I look up hexes. Oh boy, this is really, <laughs> really popping off here. Come on, Rob. You come on. This is the next 45 minutes of this episode. This just is arguing. The I kind was... of great content you can get on our patreon.com <laughs> slash RIP live. It doesn't have to be like weird speaking in tongues. You could just say what kind of hex you're casting yeah. on. Eric first. Benjamin, you better stay in line or you might wind up rolling over some black ice. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. You will swap off. El Dudorino, you better check the expiration on that mayo or you're going to get stomach pain. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think Dan R and Sam I am are like red with like a goatee. Hmm. Well, they are actually. I've seen I'm going to change Mindy Mayer's kippa from black to white. <laughs> Gender. With your crazy foreign names, I'm going to cast a spell so that you're normal in English. Rabbi Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, you better meet me in the bathroom, and I'm going to give you 
cattle decaf. And Robo Ventiro and Hugo like tacos. You can be in the bathroom too, watching them do cocaine like Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Lando Danks, I don't think so. I'm going to look Freud all over your Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pigman, I'm going to make turn, turn you into a actual pig so you get to walk around on all fours just like Lars Ulrich. And Douglas, who are you, Levison? I'll tell you who you are. You're Josh. Hey, guys, it's... Wow. <laughs> can we, can we... So your hex for El Dunarino was just that his mayo expired? That's right, buddy. <laughs> Watch out, Tudorino. That might be the stupidest thing that's ever been said. Sid, you asked for this. I you will never have that. fresh mayo again. And then you warned him to check the date, so he might not even eat the. So, like the the hacks that you went is that he might have to throw away a partial container of mayo. I'm glad you're understanding me clearly, Sid. It shows I'm a good communicator. Oh, my God. All right. All right. That's our show. We'll be back next week. I'll be in Denver. I'll have a different backdrop. It will be your birthday. Or it'll be the day after your birthday. Yeah. That's true. We'll talk to you then, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>